This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. With your host, John Rush. All right, welcome back. Hour number three, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Dick Morris joining us now. He's got a new book, The Return. And I also want to talk a little bit about Trump while we're at it. But, Dick, welcome to Rush to Reason. How are you, sir? Welcome back, I should say. That's great. The subtitle of my book is Trump's Big Comeback Win in 2024. All right. And uh, in 2016, I wrote a book called Armageddon, How Trump Can Beat Hillary. And I was about the only person who was saying that in the country. And then uh, this is the sequel to that book. It's about how Trump is going to come back and win a second term and how he's going to do it, how the Democrats are going to counter it and how to counter their counter. Well, and I think we saw a little bit this week of what the Democrats are trying to do. Where do you feel what happened this week goes? Well, I spoke with the president, with President Trump on Monday, the evening of the raid. And uh, he was. He said that he felt the Democrats had just totally blown it. He says he can't get over the fact that I don't think he's a legitimate president. And um, he said that uh, that the Democrats have just shown their true colors. Mm. And I think that's true. I, I agree. Think that they've. Uh, I think they absolutely have blown it now. You know, they were under a cloud of suspicion when they fell for the Russian conspiracy theory and when they fomented that theory. And then with the two impeachments that went were acquittals, I think they wore, tore the, they tested the public's patience. And then this January 6th stuff, trying to convince people that Trump is an insurrectionist who tried to topple the government, that's a reach. And then when they see this, they say, oh, my God, these guys have just totally lost their minds. And I explained to a listener that had called in earlier that, A, didn't think that that was a raid, which I soon corrected him, or quickly corrected him on, uh, Dick. I don't know how she, I don't know how she would call it when you show up with 30 agents and you start cracking safes and you go and through underwear drawers and you've got guns and, they, and everything else. Uh, what else do you yeah. call it, Dick? Sure. But let me tell you where I think it fits in. Okay. The Democrats are absolutely desperate, and I explain this in my book. They first... Thought they would. They first thought Trump would wouldn't be taken seriously because he was a talk show host, right? A reality star, and then they thought that uh, that he couldn't win, and then they thought that he would, that they could bring him down with the Russia, Russia, Russia thing, and uh, then they thought they could impeach him, and then they thought they could impeach him again, and then they thought after January sixth he was toast, and they thought after they I think stole the election that uh, that that was that. But now that he's back and winning all of the primaries, and it's clear that they have not shaken his base, 
and it's increasingly clear that nobody is going to challenge him in a primary. I had a cute thought the other day. Winston Churchill said that fighting a land war in Asia against Japan was like going into the water to fight the shark. <laughs> and that, that's what a Republican primary against Trump would be. But now they are absolutely desperate, and what they're trying to do is to get him indicted, either on this records thing that is absurd, mm -hmm. or on the even more absurd allegation that he was leading an insurrection against the American government. And they they know that they probably can't get, a, well, they, they feel that in Washington, D.C., they can convict a Democrat of anything. Uh, they probably know it would be thrown out on appeal. And they probably know that this, that nothing he did is comparable to an insurrection. And the Supreme Court wouldn't let them invoke the 14th Amendment prohibition against running if you did that. But what they're hoping to do is to so besmirch Trump and ultimately so destroy him that, uh, that he doesn't run again or that if he does, people turn on him. And it's becoming so clear that that's not the case and that they've way, way, way overreached here. Uh, this is so beyond the pale of what happens in the United States. It is so absurd and ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. And well, then, by the way, the claim that he took records that he shouldn't have because uh -huh. uh, they were classified, right. anything can be de declassified by a president by just signing it and, uh, and saying it's declassified. He's the one that determines classification levels. So he obviously didn't think these documents were very important because he loaded him into his car. And the and if there is an action, it would be by the archivist. For God's sakes, the archives? Uh, so they gathered dust in the archives as opposed to Trump's basement, and that's supposed to be a big deal? Right. And then you look at Sandy Berger, who stuffed his socks full of all the information that incriminated Bill Clinton in not killing Osama bin Laden when they had the chance so that the 9-11 Commission couldn't get a hold of those documents. And then you have Hillary, who took the whole State Department classified file, right. brought it home, right. gave it to a staff member, who then gave it to her husband, who was a congressman who was thrown out of Congress. So, I mean... Well, and, and, I, and I wanted yeah. you to, you know, again, you've been around Washington, D.C. for a very, very long time. You've seen these things, and as I explained earlier to, you know, my audience... You know, th this argument over what's classified versus what isn't with the archives, this is not the first time this has happened. In fact, it's happened over and over and over and over again. Uh, I, I, to my understanding, Obama spent about $30 million defending what he actually took, much like Trump did. The reality is that, in my opinion, Dick, this is a lot to do about nothing. Yeah, it is. It is. And only an archivist could love it. But uh, the Democrats are going to seize on anything. When I say archives, we're not talking about the Declaration of Independence here. We're talking about... You know, well, and you know what? You, and again, you know this area better than anybody. For those that are listening that may not know, I mean, what kind of documents are we even talking about that they would consider to be classified that he shouldn't have taken? Memos about what's going on in the world, intelligence briefings that he gets every day, um, all kinds of stuff like that. But the point is, he determines what's classified and what's not. Right. Uh, so, you know, he could, obviously, he, he could have declassified it if there were anything sensitive in that. And, and we're, but I mean, it's such a technical thing. Right. Violation, that to use that to try to 
raid the home of a president, former president. It's just totalitarian. Okay, and I'm going to ask a dumb question. If they're just those types of notes and documents and so on, why why does an ex-president take those? And again, asking a dumb question because I've got listeners, I'm sure, that would be asking he's the same thing. Memoirs. He's writing his memoirs. He wants to have source material. Okay. He can refer to okay. this stuff on it that, uh, that he wants to break the story or this stuff on it, a personal communication that he wants to keep confidential. Let me explain how executive privilege started. Okay. Started with President George Washington. He commissioned the Chief Judge of the Supreme Court, John Jay, to go to England to, de- to negotiate a treaty with the British because they were impressing and take- kidnapping our staff sailors. And Jay negotiated and came back and produced a treaty that the country hated. And uh, Washington and then Congress, which was controlled by the anti Washington people, Jefferson's folks. Uh, demanded to see the instructions Washington had given Jay to see if they could blame Washington for the treaty, not just Jay. Mm. And Washington said, no way. The the confidential communications to the president by an advisor or a staff member or a friend have got to be confidential, otherwise nobody will give him their opinion. And he called that doctrine executive privilege. And while technically a former president is not covered by executive privilege. He was while he was in office, and those documents were protected. Uh, he probably took it home with him because he didn't want everybody to see the stuff. Makes sense. Probably somebody writing him a charge he didn't want to make public, or, you know, God knows what. Right. Hey, basically, things none of us really need to know about. So, Ball, what do you think the Democrats do next? So far, they've been mum. They haven't said a word about what's there, what they have found or not found. What do you think they do next? I think now they go through the documents and they leak anything that could be damaging out of context to their media allies mm. who run who blow it out of proportion and make a big deal of it. Then I think they will indict Trump, and I think they can get a D.C. black grand jury, as they say, to indict a ham sandwich. Uh, and then the Democrats say that because you're indicted and if you're convicted, you can't run for president. Mm. And uh, then the Republicans appeal it, and the appellate courts rule in their favor, and the issue has gone away, but not before it dominates the political environment for two years. Well, and, my, and that was my next question. What they're doing now, they can't get anything done quickly enough to even affect the 2022 midterms, can they? No. This is all aimed at 24, and it's yeah. not aimed at the Republican Party. It's aimed at knocking out Donald Trump because of the unique nature of the damage he's doing to to Democrats. He's stealing their vote. He stole the blue-collar vote that Mm. used to be Democrat, now is Republican. He's just about in the process of stealing the Latino vote that Mm. used to be Mm -hmm. granted Democrat, and now it's flipping. And he's stealing the young people's vote because they feel their future is being going up in smoke because of inflation. And uh, and he's doing such damage to the Democratic Party that they have got to get rid of him. Makes sense, Dick. Where do folks buy the book? By the way, well, I'm not I'm not being uh, banned. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm it's, I'm on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com, and you know those hole in the wall oh, yeah. that they used to have called bookstores. Yeah, uh, I'm in those too. Awesome. Dick, I appreciate it very much. We'll see how things unfold. And again, you're always you're open door here. You're always welcome back, sir. 
Thank you. You bet. Appreciate it very much. And again, the title of the book, The Return, and you heard all about what he wrote in that book a moment ago, and he's got some um, um, predictions. I guess we'll see how some of that plays out. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air is coming up next, folks. And again, don't forget to ask about the Quiet Cool system. All month of August, it's still $300 off, and that will help you not only in the summer, but the winter as well. Literally, it pays for itself. 720-526-0231. It pays off to be cool when you make an investment with a Quiet Cool fan system. You keep the heat away and get your money back in energy savings. You get a return on your energy efficiency when you get a quiet cool system installed by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air that pays for itself with how much money you can save. Quiet cool systems save you between 50 and 90% on your air conditioning costs. The motor inside works efficiently to pull hot, stuffy air out of the house and replace it with clean, fresh air. According to the U.S. Department of Energy, whole house fans, including your new quiet cool, are the most energy efficient way to cool your home. With the energy savings from your quiet cool installation done by the experts at Absolute, you'll be paying yourself back for years to come. Invest in energy efficiency now. Call today at 720-526-0231. Mention KLZ and you'll get a $300 rebate when your install is completed. Again, that's 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, Flesh and Beck, Kevin Flesh would love to help you with whatever legal need you have going on. As, as in my world, there's always something. And when you have a business, there's always something you need Kevin for. So he's my first call, 303-806-8886, or find him at fleshlawfirm.com. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law has a unique background that makes him a more effective advocate for you. He handles both criminal and civil cases. Most attorneys only do one or the other, but Kevin has almost 25 years of experience on both sides, which means he has more practice in the courtroom. Most personal injury attorneys will say they have experience in court, but since only about 10% of personal injury cases actually go to trial, those attorneys only appear in court once or twice a year. Because Kevin also takes criminal cases, he appears in court constantly. Kevin has a rare ability to present an argument that only comes from years of experience learning how to read a courtroom. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh continues to practice both civil and criminal defense because he believes the courtroom keeps him nimble. Trial tested, trial ready. Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law. Schedule a free consultation now. 303-806-8886. Okay, in our home transitions, if you're looking to buy a home, sell a home, just make a change, maybe you want to move to a different part of town, whatever it happens to be, KR can help you with all of that and give you a really good idea of what that's going to take to make happen. KRHomeTransitions.com or KLZRadio.com. Renting is not an investment. Catherine and Robin, co-founders of K&R Home Transitions, want you to focus on building your wealth through a home purchase. By continuing to rent from others, you're robbing yourself of an investment that gives you potential to grow your wealth. Equity is capital in your home, and you can build that equity up over time. You want to increase your financial worth, so why not also do that with your home too? With help from K&R Home Transitions, you can learn how to climb the property ladder to turn a profit. Once you're invested, you can use your equity to keep moving upward with help from Catherine and Robin at K&R Home Transitions. Get ideas that build the financial momentum of your home investment with experts like Catherine and Robin. So 
Kick off your journey and start building your wealth wisely with K&R Home Transitions. Visit klzradio.com slash home to invest in your home. Honor your Christian and conservative values and choose what is best for your children's education. Colorado Heritage Education School System loves to serve homeschooling families who are seeking to supplement their own at-home education with in-person classes taught from a biblical perspective. Colorado Heritage has served the needs of Christian homeschoolers in northern Colorado for over 30 years. They offer a K-12 academy with over 40 classes, all taught with a traditional biblical perspective and worldview. They also offer an independent school and a high school diploma program. Colorado Heritage Education School System would love to serve your family in the 2022-2023 school year. Please check out their website, coloradoheritage.org, and set up a time to meet with their principal. Colorado Heritage does not discriminate on the basis of race, color, national, and ethnic origin in administration of its policies. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, we went a little bit long there with uh, Dick Morris. We'll get back on track here in just a few minutes. Go, go to break here at the bottom of the hour. But enjoy talking to him. And um, for those of you that may not know uh, his history, he was a pretty much lifelong Democrat up until a change he made you know, several years ago. He was Probably, I don't think I'm wrong in saying this, one of Bill Clinton's best friends when he was governor of Arkansas, helped with not only that campaign, but was an advisor to Bill Clinton for quite some time. In fact, I would venture to guess that all the things that Dick has done since leaving the party, he's one of the last Clinton old allies left standing. Because as you all know, anybody that knows the Clintons that they don't like ends up dead. I'm just saying it as it is, folks. Not accusing, just the folks they associate with some way, somehow end up six feet under, except for Dick, which means you have to wonder, does he run around being a little bit paranoid at times as to what's going to happen next, knowing all the things that he knows and what he's done and even some of the things that he has said and wrote about? You got to think that, does he have a hard time at times sleeping? I would think he does. He, he's probably, I think I'm probably okay in saying this, Charlie, he's probably forgot more about all of what goes on in D.C. than most of us will ever learn and know. And I don't think I'm wrong in saying that. He, he has known as much about what goes on around the Beltway as a lot of people have and, and switch sides. I think that's the biggest thing you have to realize about Dick Morris. He switched sides. He was on the other side for a long, long time. And as you could tell in the last interview, it's not any longer. I guess you could say at some point in time, he woke up and realized what the truth really was. And it wasn't in the Democrat Party. I'd love to get him for a segment or two and just ask him about some of the things I'm talking about now, what it was like back then, why did he make the switch, You know, what prompted all of that, and so on. I, Charlie, he probably has some book he wrote about all that. I should probably go look at it and investigate because he's you know one of those kind of guys that does that. But if you didn't know much of Dick Morris's past, that's who he is. He was a hardcore inside a lefty strategist that really helped a lot of lefties uh, get elected. Bill Clinton being one of them, and the rest is history. So again, uh, you can go get that book. By the way, 
and read it. All right, I've got more to cover. Lines are out, by the way. I don't have any guests the rest of this half hour, so if you'd like to call in and chat, we have got lines open, 303-477-5600, 303-477-5600. i got a few more things to talk about in regards to, uh, you know, the, the, the Trump raid. And, yes, I'm going to keep calling it that because that's what it is. You can say it's a warrant, but it was not executed like a normal warrant is, is executed, by the way, not even anywhere close to not allow his attorneys to be present, to watch what was going on, to even see if those things were sealed properly. Um, in my opinion, that not my opinion, that's a problem, folks. That, that's a rule of law problem, period, and it shouldn't be that way. So again, 303-477-5600. Feel free to call in. Should I take a break, Charlie, or take this call? What do you want me to do here real quick? Oh, you know what? Let me do this. Craig, uh, I'll give you plenty of time. Let's take a quick break. I'll come back and talk to you in just one second. That gives us more than enough time because uh, I've still got three breaks to squeeze in. High Five Plumbing is up next, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. As I always say, they will meet all of your plumbing needs. And they've even got this thing where they can actually look at your plumbing uh, remotely, you know, through you know video channels and the things that we use daily. They can do some of that with one of their programs they use as well. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Your main drain, a.k.a. your sewer, is crucial to your well-being and the state of your home. And when your main drain line is out of commission, the timely and quality completion of the work becomes your top concern. That's why you can't just trust anyone with a project so important. High Five Plumbing makes effort to prove that you can trust them. Their service techs go through three different trainings in a week, one general, one technical, and one service-based. They ensure their techs for your peace of mind. When you need to replace your sewer line, making the decision of what company to go with is high stakes. High Five Plumbing puts their principles in action, showing you reasons to trust them instead of telling. Don't wait until your drains are backed up, you smell sewage, or your home is damaged by leaking pipes. Call High Five Plumbing, 877-934-4445 or 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. Extreme Auto Repair, they want to take care of you, your vehicle, and save you money at the same time. And they do that with just proper maintenance. It's really pretty simple. 303-841-1071. Go with your gut. You know when an estimate from a mechanic doesn't feel right. Maybe they're telling you to fix a bunch of stuff you didn't even know was broken. Maybe their prices seem surprisingly high. The team at Extreme Auto Repair in Parker will give you a second opinion for free. So you know what's reasonable and what's not. They can typically beat the prices of their competitors, but they won't hold it against you if you decide to go back to the first guy. Either way, you have the peace of mind. The team at Extreme Auto Repair wants to keep you safe and help your vehicle last longer, but they never want to pressure you into repairs that you don't really need. So with every estimate, the team at Extreme Auto Repair will give you a priority list, showing you all of your recommended maintenance items in order, from most to least important. That way, you decide what you want to take care of now and what can wait until later. Free second opinions at klzradio.com extreme. Promises kept. Now, back to Rush to Reason. Brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, we are back. Craig joining us now. Craig, welcome. What's going on, sir? Hey, hey, John. Just had a quick trip uh, down to Phoenix and back. I had a couple comments. You about bought a that, car, did you? Well, no, no. It was less less than advertised, so I had to oh. uh, 
you know, get one of those want to get away fares and get back. Okay. And, All right. You know, I had a mini dealer inspect it, and it uh, they went they were very thorough, and it needed brakes, rotors, pads, and the whole thing even to get it home. So it was right not what that. it appeared to be. No. Imagine no, that. It, it was not very well cared for. It was. Hmm. Uh, kind of kind of disappointing. Well, you know, and really quick, the hard part about that, and that's where you did the right thing because that's what's hard, so hard about pictures. Pictures can make a car look really, really good. Yeah. So, but good I for you. Very, imp- very impressed by the city of Phoenix, the cleanliness. I did not see homeless camps. I did not see beggars on corners. I did not see trash on the streets. And I was all over that city. I mean, not just, you know... Scottsdale, per se. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you would expect Scottsdale to be, you know, uh, real upscale, but uh, I, I don't. I don't know. The airport itself, Sky Harbor. It's it's an older airport, mm-hmm. much better maintained, much cleaner than DIA, and it really hit me when I stepped off the plane today and walked into DIA and saw how dirty the carpets are, how dirty the bathrooms are. DIA is starting to show its age. It is. I don't. I don't think it's being maintained and cared for like it should be. Well, and it's definitely gone downhill through all of this, you know, construction phase, whether or not they'll get things, you know, because it was at one time one of the nicer airports that you'd travel through. And I, and I agree with you, Craig. It is in a lot of areas really showing its age and shouldn't be, especially with the money that they spend. And I think that I read yesterday they're going to add another 30, 30 or 35 terminals out there on top of all the other construction that's going on. Um, to your point, we, you know, it needs regular care. I know we need expansion and they need to do some other things there as well, but they need to care for the things that are already up or that's going to just fall apart also. Yeah. And, and it's the little things. I mean, you, you come into an airport, I came into Sky Harbor and the cleanliness, just the, the minute I hit the bathroom, I'm like, no, it's a good, okay. no, you're, and I mean, because, you know, wife has family down there, so we go there quite, actually going this weekend, we go quite often. So, yeah, no, you are, you are correct. It's a, it's a very, um, it's a very well put, you know, very, very well put together airport, I guess I should say, for being an older airport, because you're right, it's not new. And, and getting through the security check lines was, was much faster. Uh, DIA, the usual, you know, cattle, cattle roped, you know, you're, you're going through the, the the ropes like you know your cattle mm-hmm. being led to slaughter before you get there you had four or five people in front of you were in and out you didn't need extra time for TSA check in so I, I I don't know and I looked at you know that may be based on the number of flights but then I looked at you know the statistics for busiest airports Sky Harbor is still one of the ten busiest airports in the U S not mm-hmm. as busy as DIA but close. Mm-hmm. So it's not just. No, I mean, oh, to your point, Phoenix is very popular. They're a, a hub for certain airlines as well, and a lot of flights will go there, connect, and go to other places. So, no, to to your point, it's it's not a slow airport by any means. And then one thing again, coming home from the airport, hitting the construction area of I seventy, um, again the express lane, you're in the right three lanes. You you hit the slowdown coming from the east before you're approaching the tunnels. That. Express lane people are using like an Autobahn, and I saw all, someone almost get rear-ended because somebody was coming down that express lane, probably 70, 80 miles an hour. Somebody in, in the left lane of the three slower lanes decided they wanted to jump into that yep. lane, cross over the two white lines, and the car coming at high speed almost rear-ended them. I, which, A, shouldn't be that high speed. B, 
I don't know why you're jumping over two lanes because you're just asking you're asking for an accident when you do that. It's just dumb. Well, they were they were jumping over one lane, but it was still where there was the two solid white. Yeah, lanes I mean you're, where, the HOV has dotted lanes, so you can get in and out of it on purpose. And on that one, they've even put merge lanes in to make that easier. Craig, you're not supposed to skip over those. And I see it every day. Yeah. And I don't I don't see any law enforcement, so I, it provoked me to call district station number two, which is the, where that area of I seventy is in their jurisdiction. Spoke to a police officer told him, I'm getting very concerned about the lack of speed enforcement. I know you're not big on speed enforcement, but in this case, I told him I would like to get home from work each day alive and witnessing what I'm witnessing going on there without any police presence. And the only response I got from the officer on the phone was, okay. Yeah, and and again, he's sort of the, in his case, he's probably a a receiver or a messenger. And and I'm guessing, Craig, because I've noticed the same thing you have, I am guessing that the fuel prices and, and the fact that that probably you know really cut into a lot of their budget, I'm guessing, I, I just don't see the amount of patrol anywhere. It's not just Denver. This is pretty much anywhere. I don't see the same patrol that I used to see just on a general basis. I mean, even just, just you know cop cars traveling around, like you, you hardly see them anymore, anywhere. Well, that's it. well, on a trip to La Vida and back on I-25, Southern Colorado, one state patrolman all the way down and back. Yeah, that's so that, that's unheard of. You knew you would not have done that four or five years ago. You would not you wouldn't have seen it that way. No. So I, so, again, I'm guessing that because again, all of these budgets are done on an annual basis, and they probably didn't think about upping the budget for 2022. Uh, even though fuel prices were heading up towards the end of 2021, I'm guessing that they really hadn't thought through that. In a lot of these, I've read them. It's not just Colorado, by the way. This is happening across the country. A lot of police departments are over budget on the fuel end of things and don't have any money. Yeah. Well, again, law enforcement needs to be a, a concern when city budgets are laid out. I mean, I'm sorry, you can't. It, it's almost like we're defunding the police now again. You know, well, we don't have enough to have enough officers on the streets, so we're just not going to patrol. In a and, way, and I think you are you are you, know, you are correct. Now, is that an actual defund movement or was that somebody not paying attention on the front side when they put budgets together to figure out what they'd need for fuel? Um it's probably, I hate to say this, but it's probably a little bit of both, Craig. There are some on some of the city councils that don't care that that thing gets increased. And, or, you know, here's the other thing that could have happened, and I don't know this because I'd have to go back and you'd have to go back and look and, and look at even some of the, the budgets and some of the requests and so on. If they asked and then didn't get it, well, there's your defunding. Right. Now, I'm not blaming this on the departments. They very easily could have asked, and city councils said, no, we're not giving it to you. Sure. That could have easily happened. Okay. Commissioners could do the same thing. You know, county commissioners for the sheriffs, uh, you know, cities for, you know, the mayor and, and city councils when it comes to your local jurisdictions. That easily could have happened. I don't know. Could have. Yeah. Well, we, I guess somebody from city council, if we could get somebody on. Well, you know, I, that is one of those things where I can probably do a little bit of investigative work, and there may be folks out there listening even that maybe have a little bit more uh, bearing on this than I do. But I would not be shocked at the latter statement. They did know. They did put in a request for more fuel, and they may have gotten shut down. And then quickly on the Trump subject, his home being yes. searched. If we continue to allow this to happen— where they're weaponizing the FBI. Yeah, we're we're screwed on, as a country. On, we're done. On behalf on behalf of one of the party yep. in power. Yep. This this has become a police state. Yeah, we're screwed. They can do You're it right. to Trump. If they can do it to Trump, they can do it to anybody. You're correct, they, Craig. They are sidestepping the Constitution. They are violating constitutional rights, and 
the only thing it's going to do, and I know you said you're not particularly a big Trump fan or don't want him to run again, but it's only going to strengthen the people that are for him. Oh, I'm not going to deny that. No, no, no. I, yeah, no, you're, you're not going to get me to deny that. And again, I, it's not that I'm against him. I just think we have better choices. But given what they're doing right now, um, you know, and, and to your point, by the way, I've got a guest joining us tomorrow at five o'clock that's going to talk about how your point of the weaponization end of things. The FBI is now targeting preppers as domestic terrorists. That's coming up tomorrow. Well, even even people that are now saying that what they did to Trump is wrong are now being considered to be anti-government. That's right. Or, you know, uh, you and I, um, you and I are in that boat. Yeah. Yep, you're correct. Yeah, so, um, yeah. Yeah, so for all you lefties out there, where does it stop? Craig, I'll let you go. Appreciate it very much. Great great comments, great questions. Mike in Masonville, you're next. Hey, hi, John. So I I listened to your conversation on Monday Monday show with Tom and I as guys went I'm glad you guys hammered things out like you did and Thank you. The one thing the one thing that really um I think well, there's two issues I'd like to visit with you. Sure. Number one is we got to get rid of those Dominion voting machines. And yeah, I and again, so- I won't argue that. But in, in here's and I didn't say this Monday, but I thought more about that conversation after the fact. And and this is where I think as a strategy, as a GOP in Colorado, we are not doing things correctly. The only way, Mike, you're going to get that changed is by being in control of the Secretary of State. And I'll be honest. This particular round, we did not bring any solid, decent candidates that had any chance of beating Jenna. We still don't. I'm sorry, Pam Anderson doesn't have a snowball's chance of beating Jenna. I'm sorry, she just doesn't. We did not concentrate on that office as a GOP statewide, and we should have, Mike. Again, if you want to do what you're talking about, which, by the way, I agree with, you've got to change the SOS. You don't have any choice. Yep, and so... One of the things that when people are sitting there wondering, anybody that's out there tonight wondering what they could do, and I should do it myself, number one thing I should do is I should march down to the county office and say, I want to be involved either as an election judge yep. or one of the people that run things, because the only way that things are going to really get straightened out, there's a lot of frustrated people, but if we don't get going, we won't make a difference. And now, one more little thing here. Sure. I, 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 I thought of this before uh, about, you know, remember, roll back the clock two or three years ago, and people were accusing after the, uh, or even before the election, they were saying, well, if things don't go the way that Trump wants things to go, you know, will he declare martial law? Well, that's always been in the back of my mind. And... So here we are. We've got all this chaos with open borders, inflation, energy problems. We're going to have so much bad stuff going on that I see the swamp is going to say we need martial law to get things under control and there's going to be no vote. It won't happen this November. No. I see it happening no, and, 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 and again, you know, here's the thing too, Mike. And again, that's always I think it's always in the back of of people like our minds. I don't see that happening in 2022. And depending upon how things go in 2022, if we have the the red red wave sweep like I think we're going to have, I don't see that in 2024 either because you'll you'll have too many other people that are 
you know, watching out and 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 really, let's face it, uh, Biden will be a lame duck president moving forward. He will not get anything done or accomplished. His power literally gets cut off if we win big in in November. Period. He's done. So I don't see I don't see that as a worry in twenty twenty four. Frankly, I pray that you just said and. But, but you know, what I'm saying, though, Mike, is is dependent upon what we do in November. So we have got to come out in droves and win big in November. We have no choice. That's what I'm praying for, John. I'm yep. with you. We have to. And again, Mike, and, I, and I, again, I, I didn't want to be, you know, really hard on Tom on Monday, and maybe I was a little bit, but I want people to understand the brevity of where we're at, especially in this state. And I feel like as a state... We have no strategy, and I mean that. I mean, you see all the time we've got strategy. Well, well, where is it? Because to me, if I was running the GOP, the number one strategic move I would make in this state is how do we take back over the Secretary of State? The governorship, let's face it, Mike, you're not going to beat Polis. Sorry. You figure out who you want to run. Let them run. Fine. Whatever. Doesn't make any difference anyways because it can be really, really hard to beat Polis. But Secretary of State, with the right candidate, you could have won that office, and we didn't. We, we have not done that correctly at all. Well, and then it goes right back to the people that are running the GOP party here in the state too. Is gosh, let's got we got to help them. We all got to get on the same page. We do, do whatever we need to get that change. We do. So, the only thing that I wish that you know some of the powers that be, you know, and I can come back and talk more about this, Mike. But one of the things that I wish would happen is a, like you just said, we'd all get on the same page. But b, I wish. And, and this is a wish, I think, in all of politics, that there would be more transparency in what we're actually trying to do and accomplish and more openness. And what I mean by that, Mike, is if we have a candidate that should not be running in a particular race, why don't we say so? Why do we allow? I mean, I feel like at times we're America. I said this Monday, but I'll say it again. I feel like we're American Idol, where somebody in a family has always told little Johnny that he can sing and he's great and he can play the guitar. And you know what? You're going to make it big someday. So he thinks that his entire life, he goes on stage and he's an utter failure. He gets buzzed, he gets defeated, and he's now gone. I feel like we have candidates at time that are exactly the same way. We pump these people up. We make it seem like they're going to win. We tell them they're going to win and yet mike they are utter disasters when it comes to running the races they're in and i'll just tell you really quick something that i don't know i've ever said before on air i can do one interview on air with any candidate and tell you whether they're going to win or not mike Oh, interesting. One interview. And and what I mean by that is I can tell you the issues they're running on. I can tell you the pizzazz that they have or don't have. I can tell you the inflection they use in their voice. What do they sound like on air? How how intelligent are they when it comes to some of the issues at hand? And if it's the same old talking points over and over and over again, and there's no pizzazz, they're losing. You know, that's because you've been an independent, self-employed, hard worker all your life, dealing with human beings all your life. You probably have that to discern where the inner person, where is their soul at? You know, you can, yep. you can feel. And, 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 we, and to that point, Mike, we as a party should be more open, honest, nice. I mean, yes, we need to be nice about it. You know, we just don't come and say, no, you're not running because you stink. No, no, no. We, we have to give them maybe even another position, another job, something else that they can do. Maybe they can support the right person that could be running. You know, if they've got the right passion, that's fine. Let's use that passion. But they could have all the passion in the world and be an awful candidate. Let me let me go back now to on Monday's conversation. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I think uh, there – Colorado used to be more conservative slash red. And the reason I said I remember when I was a young buckaroo, uh, Bill Armstrong and Governor Love, those were those guys 
were those guys conservative back then? Well, um, Armstrong, what? yes, Love signed the first abortion bill that made it law in Colorado. What does that tell you? Oh, so yeah, so he was not. No, he was not. Yep. So, so uh, you know, one, one for two. And again, and, and you're like me. I mean, I remember things being more conservative when I was young. Yes, definitely more conservative than it is now. But was it conservative to the point that we had a you know Republican governor time in and time out? Absolutely not. No. Uh, interesting. Well, one last comment I'll make. I, I'm an ex-Air Force guy. and Thank you for your service, course, Mike. Well, thank you. Um, and... I watched John McCain because I read his story. I knew his history, and I knew what got him in trouble on that aircraft carrier. And um, I had one of my friends ask me one time, one of my guys who is on the other side, and he says, what do you think about John McCain? I said, that guy's the biggest rhino, and I cannot believe that the state of Arizona yep, agree. could put time after time after time. As much as he was a hero, Maybe in his military days, uh, the change well, happened some after he got the Washington. It did, and, and Mike, I said this when he was when he was still alive. I said this, so I, I'm not saying this just because he's passed. But I said it when he was alive. He was a a war hero, but a political traitor. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, it, it, and so I, and he said, well, if he was, I guess when and see he got a hold of Sarah Palin and. They they throttled her, and it's too bad that Sarah Palin just couldn't come out of the chute right off the top somehow, and and she got hooked up with the wrong guy. Yeah, and, she and did, and unfortunately, it kind of hurt her career. You know, her her political yeah. career got hurt after that. You're correct. Yes, spot on, Mike. Well, good comments. I gotta let you go up against the break. Good good stuff, by the way. No, thank you very much for calling in. You're a welcome anytime, and I appreciate that. You're 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 a, a wise man, and I appreciate your service to our country as well. And thank you for your your comments. I mean that sincerely. Affordable interest mortgages next. Uh, Kurt Rogers, again, folks, you, you want help on what to do with your mortgage, even if, hey, I don't. I want to buy a house. I don't know how. Talk to Kurt. Don't talk to anybody else. Don't go talk to a realtor first, even. Talk to Kurt. He will help you with what you need to do to help yourself financially be ready to make that happen. He does this all the time. 720-895-0500. With rates on the rise, how do you get the best rate? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Did you know that when you get cash out or your FICO score is below a 740 or you're financing a condo versus a single-family home, it will cost you more in rate and fees? Many lenders are charging more. Stop paying it. At Affordable Interest Mortgage, we have lenders that don't charge. Trying to purchase a second home or is your loan amount considered a high balance or jumbo? There they go again, charging you more. Take AIM. 720-895-0500. Let us show you a loan that doesn't charge more. Seeing a low rate but not reading the small print, only to realize all the extra costs and fees? Again, stop. Call 720-895-0500. Affordable interest mortgage. Quit paying fees and closing costs that are unnecessary. Get a low rate without all the extra cost. Let us show you how to save thousands. Call 720-895-0500 now. Affordable interest mortgage. 720-895-0500. Serving Coloradans for over 20 years. NMLS 298-191. Regulated by DORA. Golden Eagle Financial, 303-744-1128. Al joined me, by the way, at the top of the 3 o'clock hour. Had a good time. I enjoyed talking to Al, and he will help you with your financial future and getting you there and keeping you there. KLZradio.com, 303-744-1128.
a trustworthy advisor who is well-equipped to manage your assets before and after your retirement is essential in ensuring the longevity of your nest egg. Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial has a fiduciary duty to act in your best interests, so he cannot allow his own motives to interfere with the satisfactory fulfillment of that duty. Al knows the stress of planning for retirement and the worry that comes along with the proper allocation of your wealth. Giving you affirmation is one of his top priorities when working with something as valuable as assets that in most cases took a lifetime to accumulate. So when you place a portion of your assets under management with Al Smith, you'll know your money is positioned well. Al Smith makes you feel safeguarded from potential situations that could affect your financial health regardless of your retirement status. Make an appointment with Al Smith now. Visit klzradio.com slash money or call Al Smith at 303-744-1128. That's 303-744-1128. This is Josh with Business Equipment Service. Here's a message from one of our satisfied customers. Nancy with Metron Technology said, We have used Business Equipment Service for many years. They are always pleasant to work with and responsive to our infrequent requests for service. We highly recommend them. If you are looking into purchasing office equipment or need service on equipment you currently have, give us a call at 303-825-5664. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance does not work for any insurance company. They can shop the market and find you the best premium for the coverage that you need. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, I don't have a lot of time left today, but I think I'll continue on with what we were talking about a couple of minutes ago when it comes to the GOP. And and yes, we had some great conversations on Monday for those that you were listening. Um, hey, I appreciated the, the comments and the conversation we had. And I think when it was all said and done, we were all on the same page. And I am on... The right team, folks. I'm not a rhino. I know a lot of folks out there at times accuse me of that. I'm as far up from a rhino as you'll ever find. I'm not that guy. I'm, I'm not a middle-of-the-road guy. I am a diplomat, I think, at times, to where if, if I can get to the end result by compromising in some areas so that we still win, can I do that? Absolutely, I can. You guys hear me have guests on here on a routine basis, and yes, I can not lower the standard, because I never would do that, but can I compromise in some areas to get the end result? Yes. And maybe because, as, as our last caller mentioned, as a business owner over the years, that's what you have to do to succeed. I, I guess over time, you just learn how to do that. You do it with employees. You do it with vendors. You do it with customers sometimes. At the end of the day, there's lots of compromise in business, or you don't do business. If you just say steadfast to what you do every single day in business and never compromise, you'll go broke. That doesn't mean there's not hard and fast rules you apply to your business and always keep them going, but there's things that you can make compromise on. For example, the Denver Broncos in the NFL. They always had a rule. If you were going to buy an NFL team, you had to put a third of it down in cash. So this particular transaction that happened this week would have required the Waltons to have put down roughly $1.5 billion in cash. Well, came out today that they didn't. They put about a third of that down in cash, roughly $500 million. Where did the rest of it come from? They borrowed it. 
Yes, you heard that right. They borrowed it because that's what wealthy people do, by the way. They use other people's monies, not their own. That's why they're wealthy. It's a whole other conversation for another day. What I'm getting at is, did the NFL make a compromise? They have the richest ownership team in America, period. Period. Probably the world, actually. The richest ownership team in the world owning the Denver Broncos. Did the NFL make a compromise to allow that to happen? Yes, they did. They compromised. Is it going to benefit them in the end to do so? Absolutely it is. Absolutely. And we as Denverites and Bronco fans, even if you're not a fan, is it going to benefit you? Absolutely. Because they will build stadium. They will do all sorts of things to help in that area. They will literally put Denver on the map in a different way than it has been when it comes to professional sports. And by the way, I believe, economically speaking, that's a good thing. Some of you may argue with that, but it's a good thing. Even if you don't like football, it's a good thing. Even if you never go to a game or watch it on TV, it's a good thing. It still benefits us at the end of the day. So how does that work back to the GOP? Folks, there's times where we, we can't always have what we want. But you can get what we need to win. And that's where we're failing as a party consistently in Colorado. I don't know about the rest of the country, but here we consistently, I believe, fail at that. Why? Because we don't have the right strategy. We're not honest with one another. We get too hung up on certain things and, well, this is my guy and that's my gal and, or that's my, you know, that's my girl or that's whatever. That's my candidate. It's probably the way I should say it. That's my candidate. And I'm not, I'm not voting for anybody else. Well, if your candidate can't win, how, how does that help us? And I'm not going to name anybody specific when I talk about this, but I will just tell you, as somebody that's interviewed a lot of politicians in the last, what, eight plus years I've been here, Charlie, nine years now almost. Out of those nine years, and I'm not joking with what I said a few minutes ago, I can literally, at the end of a conversation with a prospective candidate, I can tell you whether they have a chance of winning or not. It's also why you don't hear me endorse too many people. If I don't think they can win, why am I endorsing? I know that sounds lame maybe, but if we don't have a chance, why am I worried about it? I'm going I'm to go concentrate on something that matters. And that's the problem I believe we have as a party in Colorado. We, we literally, we, we don't know who we are. We, we don't know who we are. We think we're conservatives. We think we're Republicans. But I'll be honest, we don't know who we are in this state. And until we do know who we are, we're not winning. Somebody that knows who they are, veteran windows and doors, Dave. Dave knows who he is. Dave's an amputee, by the way. I don't say that a lot, and he probably doesn't care that I say that, but he is. Doesn't mean you should buy windows from him because he is, but man, that, that guy gave a lot for us, our country, served our country, and he'll serve you really well. And by the way, one of the nicest guys you'll meet, and he'll inform you very well when it comes to your windows and doors. 303-529-0720. When you first heard about veteran windows and doors, you were excited about their company culture. Finally, a company that treats you like a real person, that doesn't employ pushy sales reps or the use of high-pressure sales tactics. You've worked with the big national companies that focus on making the most sales and getting their products installed as quickly as possible. And you knew, after just one experience, that Veteran Windows and Doors isn't concerned with being the most profitable window and door company. 
everything they did came back to their sincere intention to add value, comfort, and energy efficiency to your home through products and installation that they stand behind. Don't pay twice as much with a national brand only to get a limited warranty. Pay an honest price and know your investment is covered for as long as you live in the home. Contact Veteran Windows and Doors at kldradio.com slash windows today or call 303-529-0720. That's 303-529-0720. Suck it up, buttercup. Back to Rush to Reason. All right, folks, that's about it for today. Again, if you missed any of the first hour, you're not going to hear it tonight between 6 and 7 because it's the National Crawford Roundtable. I keep thinking today's Thursday for some reason, but it's tonight. Tonight is Wednesday, hump day. You made it halfway through the week. Tomorrow, Steve House, Dr. Kelly Victory should be with me. And then I've got several other guests as well. Drew Allen's going to join us in the 5 o'clock hour. And as I talked about earlier, Tom Wrigsby's going to join me. And he's going to talk about how, yeah, you know, the FBI is just not just targeting Trump. They're targeting uh, preppers as well. I guess I guess preppers are some, somehow a threat to the, uh, to the republic some way, somehow. I, I consider myself a prepper because I want to be ready for whatever else comes around the corner. But I'm not a threat to the Republic, not in any way, shape, or form. But that's the FBI, folks. So we'll learn about that tomorrow as well. Have a great night, by the way. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I really do appreciate that. We'll see you tomorrow. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.